Hey, welcome to the Steamboat Christian Center podcast, where our greatest goal is to love God and love people. If you would like more information about our church, please visit us on social media or at steamboat.church. We're so glad you joined us today. Let's jump into this week's message. Welcome to Steamboat Christian Center. My name is Charlie Hill. I'm the executive pastor here, and uh, we're so glad you've joined us. We're between series right now, and so we're going to take the opportunity to answer some questions. We asked you all questions of what you, what you are wondering about what's going on with the church and what God is doing with uh, uh, COVID, and so we've entitled this Asking for a Friend, and so uh, we want to just jump in. I have Pastor Troy here. And uh, and let's just ask the questions that came in from everybody. How is the church doing, Pastor Troy? That's a good question. And I'm, I'm really proud uh, of how our church has handled this over the last uh, couple of months. Uh, you know, I think we were surprised uh, that we had such a good response to our, uh, our online services. We weren't sure who would tune in, if anybody would tune in. And, uh, you know, it's been fascinating. The, the, the numbers to that have been almost astounding. We've got, you know, anywhere from six to 800 people normally kind of come to our churches on a weekend but through these online services, we're seeing numbers of, you know, 700 to almost 2,000 devices that are tuning in every week. And devices, that could be how many people? Right. You don't, you don't know. You know at least one and probably more than that. And so uh, uh, it has just been uh, cool. I, I was meeting with our, our board uh, about a week ago. Uh, you know, our board members, Robin Alt, Sherry Ford, uh, Mike Stillman, Carl Lee, Doug Tuminello, uh, Willie Samuelson, Will Kenish, um, all these folks. And they have been such a help to me and our staff, giving us input and just praying as we kind of go through this and trying to make good, wise decisions as we navigate this. And one of the things that came up in that meeting was just, they were over the top uh, a complimentary of how our online services have come out. Um, you know, they, they were talking about how, you know, kind of the joy and the fun that we like to have when we get together and the hopefulness and the creativity that comes out of our services is just evident in our online services. And so it's a good taste for those who are maybe on the outside and never been a part of that. That's really how our church is. So well, that, it, that's been interesting. And it seems like uh, we were positioned, God positioned us really well with the team that we have to be able to make this <laughs> No ship. doubt, no doubt. Well, we got a lot of talent and, and you've seen that over the last uh, 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 few weeks. Uh, Blaine and Julie and Jeff and Kyle and Hadley, these guys are, are ready for TV. And so uh, that's been fun. And I think the other thing that we've been really fascinated by is our Spanish services. As you, knew, we were do- as you know, we were doing a Spanish outreach and uh, that has grown tremendously. They're averaging about 60 to 80 families that are watching our Spanish translation of our services every week. And so that's been cool. I think one of the other now things that is that- up from when we were live, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Really I think we were, you know, probably 25, 30 people that would come on a weekly basis. And now we're seeing that almost triple. So, uh, that's been, uh, fascinating. I think the other thing that's been kind of interesting to watch is, is, uh, just how this has forced people to bring their spirituality home. You know, I think for many years, the church has kind of been, you know, all about what happens in the building, you know, and that's our high point of the week spiritually. But this has forced myself and families, I think each one of us to 
to look at how are we doing at bringing what happens in church to our homes. And, uh, and it's fascinating to me to think about, you know, last November, how we shifted over with our kids ministry, the idea of helping and resourcing and encouraging parents to disciple their children throughout the week. And now here we are, and we're able to do that in a healthy way. So it's just been kind of fascinating to watch how our church has responded. Well, and it seems like uh, the core of what we would have liked to have happen all along is now sort of happening with kids and even the church. Absolutely. I think uh, we, we, couldn't have, we wouldn't have never wished this to happen, but I think some good things are coming out of it for, for our church. For sure. Amen. So uh, we, are, we, are, we are rocking this thing on, on online right now. Uh, but what else is the church doing? Uh, during this time? Well, I think uh, a big thing, obviously, is trying to take care of our community and help our community. That's always been a big focus of our church. And so we've spent a lot of time in doing benevolence uh, work with folks. Uh, a lot of families have come to us in, in very deep need. I mean, many people lost their jobs mid-March uh, and maybe even as late as February and we're going without paychecks and we're in trouble and and so I'm just really uh, thrilled that uh, we've been able to help them. In fact, you might remember at our annual business meeting in, in uh, January, we were just talking about how blessed our church is, you know, from last year. We walked into this year with a surplus and we just were looking at each other as a, uh, going, why has God blessed us? What is this all about? And we kind of had a sense that maybe God was positioning us to be able to help a lot of people in our community to do something really cool. Well, who could have predicted what has happened? And because of that, we've been ready. And so uh, obviously as we came out of the new year, we did our medical debt retirement um, gift to our community and uh, our church raised, gosh, $75,000, which was matched by um, the doctors. And so $150,000 worth of support went out to people in our community that we're not even connected to. And boy, did that, was that prophetic? I mean, did we, I didn't know that they would need that and they didn't either, but boy, that was uh, really cool that our church was online on that. Um, secondly, um, we've been able to help lots and lots of families. Everybody that has come to our church in need, we've been able to do something for them, help them with rent, pay utilities, uh, car payments, just to hold on until things kind of get moving again. And so we've not had to say no. And a lot of that is, of course, because of the generosity of our church. Uh, and, and it's a testimony. In fact, <laughs> the, uh, there are other churches in our community that were not positioned as such as we were, and they have been sending some of their folks over to us asking if we could help. And, and praise God that we're able to help the kingdom and help everybody. And so I just, uh, I'm grateful to our church uh, and all of you who have been faithful um, to helping us uh, move forward like well, this. You know, it strikes me as I'm, I'm listening to you how um, he usually doesn't do things in a vacuum. God doesn't do things in a vacuum. This is an extension of who you've been all along. Yeah, we've talked for years about being a, leading the way with generosity and, uh, and the fact that we can do that and that we are, and to the glory of God, it has opened the eyes of a lot of people. I mean, many people have come for help aren't churchgoers, and they've been able to receive help, and my sense is, is we've worked hard to develop a relationship with them and a friendship so that perhaps maybe we can continue this conversation about this amazing, generous God that we serve. So good. Yeah. It's cool. Good to be a part it is. Of it. it is. It's great. It's been fun. Yeah. And so here's the question that uh, we hear all the time. When are we getting back together? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of the million-dollar question, right? I mean, and, and the honest answer is... Um we don't know. <laughs> we don't know when we can have regular church services again. Uh, it's, it's really hard. It does seem like 
we're getting closer maybe to that. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hearing uh, conversations. I was on a, a kind of a, a broadcast with the governor the other night and listening to the conversations. And I have a feeling that this next week, he's gonna open up and give us some more insight about what churches can do moving forward for this summer. Um, you know, I've heard that Moffat County, obviously next door to us, uh, have, have opened up and have given churches the ability to meet. Um, the restrictions are kind of uh, interesting. You know, I hear that over in Moffat County, they're allowing 30% of your capacity as a church um, to come. Um, I'm hearing Route County, we might be kind of maybe, or maybe Colorado as a whole may be restricted to just 50 people. And so that kind of is tough. That, that's a tough thing. And so really, um, it's interesting. You know, uh, most of the time, uh, being a larger church, there's a lot of advantages. We can move quickly. We can do great things. But right now, it's a disadvantage having so many folks in our church and thinking about how would we do services if we can only have 50 people together at one time or maybe 100 people uh, uh, that's a lot of work. Uh, that's a lot of effort to try to keep it going. And so uh, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're just watching this and praying and, and seeking God's will on, on what to do and being patient. I will tell you that, um, that there's kind of three or four things that are guiding us. And we've talked a lot about this is that obviously we want to follow, you know, our local uh, and state regulations on this. Uh, Romans chapter 13 tells us to honor our government, to, to heed that. Um, and, and I just want to remind everybody, you know, I know it feels a little bit like, you know, the government is overreaching and they may be, but uh, we are not being persecuted right now. The church is not being singled out. All of us are having to kind of navigate this. And so um, I just want to remind us that it's not time for us to revolt yet. Uh, we need to be patient. This is a lot of unknowns. And we as a church are going to navigate that and walk through that and, and watch it very closely. Um, I think one of the other things that we're looking at that will guide us is, is that we want to make sure that um, our, our church is safe for everyone that can attend. You know, There's a lot of different kinds of people who come to this church. And those who are real healthy may not be thinking too much about those that are vulnerable. That's right. We've got older folks that come. We've got lots of children. And uh, we just want to make sure that whatever we do when we do come together, that this is something that they can all access or they have an opportunity to safely be here or find another alternative for them to be able to worship until things kind of get back to normal on that. And so our children's ministry, that's a big challenge. What do you do um, with kids and, and creating environments for them? Do they have to come to the main adult service and, and listen to me go through, you know, Ecclesiastes and then get lost. So we're really looking at all these things. One of the things that you and I have done a lot is, is look at what churches in Texas and in Georgia, places where they've been open and trying to learn from them. And they are given some good insight on this. And so uh, we're paying attention. Uh, I think the key though uh, for me, and I feel like God has really been clear to me on this, is that he's asked me to change uh, my question. And my question has been, you know, when God, when are we going to be able to get back together again as a church? And I feel like God has been saying, I need you to change that to, to what? What? There you go. What? Rather than when, focus on what? What are the opportunities that are around us today? Right. I think God, Jesus is saying to us, hey man, uh, the, field, the harvest is great. You know, look around and we have a unique opportunity. There is a window right now uh, for the gospel to go out in a way that, you know, maybe never before. The context is everybody understands this is crazy. The world has been turned upside down. A lot of people are searching for answers and searching for hope. And 
We have that in spades. We have the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have hope. And boy, now more than ever, it's an opportunity to share that with people. And so I'm focusing less on, hey, when is it that we get to get back to be with our people? And more on how do I share with those that are around me uh, the hope that I have? And secondly, um, this opportunity to invite people to uh, our church it's never been easier. Never to, been easier to invite someone to come and check out SCC. I mean, they don't even have to come. They can click in, watch for a little while. They get bored. They can check out, or they can hang. They're anonymous, and and I really feel like our online services really reflect kind of the heart of our church. And I've had a lot of people that I've met that I that I've never known before that have told me, "Man, I am loving watching SCC online." And, and they're watching it all over the country. Yeah, that's crazy, all right? The, the 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 reach has just expanded, and. Uh, and I'm so glad that a lot of our second homeowners are able to still be a part of our church during this time. So, um, I mean, if I'm a second homeowner and I'm going to some church in Texas and now I'm having to watch that online, I'm going to watch my home church. Oh, here come in on. You but, well, you know, it strikes me that as we got started in this COVID thing back in March, we were trying to figure out what do we do immediately. But real quickly, we started to talk about the opportunity that we had like never before. Talk about that a little bit. Well, I just think that, um, I think all of us need to really think about that. We're all uncomfortable. We want to get back to normal. But it is very possible that God has allowed this to shake us all up. And he, his desire is to reach people. His desire is to bring people into his family. And I just really want to challenge all of our people. I get it. I am anxious to come back and see you again. But I have a feeling that if we will hear his voice and be led by the Spirit, God will lead us to people and that more people than ever in our community can find the hope that's in Christ. It, it seems like our church is uniquely positioned for that question, I, don't I think you think? So. I think so, I think so. Well, because everybody, it seems to me, is um, how do I get back to normal? Will we be economically back to where we were? Will my business be? Everybody wants back to what normal is. But it's so exciting that we get to contemplate a new normal for what we do right now. Totally true, totally true. We are always looking at how we can do what we do better. And boy, this has given us an opportunity to rethink a lot of things. I mean, our online services, no matter what, are going to continue. Our board is adamant that, hey, we've got to look, do this. In fact, many of you, that's become your church and we are completely comfortable with that. And, that, and, and that's a way for you to engage. And it's brilliant. I mean, who would have thunk if we let you stay at home in your jammies to go to church that you might actually go to church more often? Man, that's cool. So anyway. And invite your friend. And invite your family and friends. So, Come on over to my house with your jammies on. Absolutely. Yeah, right, exactly. But I would encourage us. Let's focus less on when we can get back together and more on what. God, what are you doing today? What do you want me to do to help further your kingdom today? So, so it's really the wrong question. I think so. When is the wrong question? What is the right question. Or who? Who, who do you have for better. me in my life? Okay. Amen. That's Amen. Good call. Good call. Yeah. I really like how you've touched on what we do right now. Now, you had, uh, you had some biblical stuff on that from uh, oh, Israelites. Yeah, we were just talking about this and that, you know, I think that a key for all of us right now is patience. You know, uh, I, and I'm mindful of when God led the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of slavery. Um, he told them, hey, good things are coming your way. I'm taking you, I'm going to take you through the desert. I'm going to take you through the Red Sea. And I'm going to take you to a place that you want to be. A land flowing in milk and honey. There's some good things that are going to come through this on the other side. But boy, he didn't 
rush them over there. He took his sweet time getting them there. The Bible says that they had to follow a cloud uh, of smoke by day and a pillar of fire by night. And when it stopped, they stopped. And they weren't allowed to jump ahead. I mean, they were just a few miles ahead where they could have got to the Jordan River and crossed over. But God said, no, no, no. I want you to walk with me today. Tomorrow is going to take care of itself. Only enough manna for today. They only gave them for what they needed today. And I think there's something about God doing that same thing in us today is that we can focus a lot on what's going to happen tomorrow. What's it going to be like tomorrow? How, how are we going to get through? And God would say, I just need you to be present with me today. I want you to learn what I have for you today. I want you to pay attention to the opportunities that I have around you today. I will get you there, but in my time. That makes me think that we should probably be some of the most optimistic people Ooh. in the midst of all of this yeah. stuff that's going on right now. I agree. Because we have, we have hope, and he's taking care of us right now. You are dead on, man. Yeah. You are dead on. I think that would be huge for us, it. wouldn't it? I agree. I agree. So we have gotten a lot of questions, but they kind of are the same thing around what is God doing in COVID? Did he start COVID? Uh, is this the end times? Have the end times started? Is Armageddon coming? Uh, how should we be thinking about this? I, I, I've seen those questions, and, and they're, they're, they're good questions to ask. They really are, and, and they're pertinent, and I hope that many of you are thinking about it and, and studying it. I don't know if I have all the answers to that. I, I definitely know that God did not start this COVID thing. I know that for a fact. Um, this is not some judgment that he's put upon us. God doesn't do that to his people. He loves us. Uh, he's allowed it. And my sense is that he can use this to bring about good. And as his people, we need to be in tune with that. Um, as far as the prophetical part, as far as the end days, uh, you know, it's possible it absolutely is. You know, it, when we read about end times, we, we, we see that there are these things that happen globally that shake the foundations. And boy, this has done that. Um, I'm not certain specifically th if this is the beginning of the end. But Jesus said this. He said that uh, no one knows the times or the dates that the Father set in order. But he says, you shall know the season. And my sense is that we're smart enough to look at the leaves on the trees and can see that things are changing. This is a big, a big change. And so definitely uh, there, there probably is something to that. Um, as, uh, as far as, um, uh, I don't know, what, what are we to do? How do we navigate that? Um, I was thinking about that, you know. I mean, if this is the end times, what is the, how, how should I act? I think the answer, we've talked a lot about this, Charlie, and that is, is that... Um, you know what, the mission for us personally and for our church um, three months ago still holds. That, that hasn't changed. Jesus said that we have two things to do. We need to love God and we need to love people. And, and that should be our ultimate focus. He, he summed the whole Bible up. Love God and love people. And that hasn't changed. That was the same for him when he was walking the earth. That is the same three months ago before COVID, and that is the same in COVID right now. So, you, so you're, you're not telling us to uh, pack up our stuff and head for the hills right now. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know if that's, if that's the answer. Well, that you we know, get. I'll bet you, even if we were smack dab in the middle of the end times right now, we still wouldn't be packing up our stuff. We should be doing what you're saying. Loving God and loving people. What Jesus said, yeah. absolutely. That our mission is the same, and I want to challenge you, if you're studying those kind of things, you're having those conversations, keep in mind that whatever you study, whatever you think about this, it ought to equal, it ought to equate into your life of loving God more and loving people more. 
not into trying to start debates and having arguments with other Christians. This is the time that we have a chance to shine and to help our world understand who God is and what he has for them. And so um, our mission's still the same. Steamboat Christian Center, in the midst of this difficult pandemic, we're gonna still love our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And we're gonna love our neighbors ourselves. We're gonna look for ways to love them and help them know this God that we serve. So, amen. Oh, that's so good. Amen. Yeah, I agree with that. You. Well, hey, um, I just want to end with a, a, a quick thought, and that is, is that, you know, I'm glad that many of you ask questions and are, are interested, and I just want you to know that questions are good. Um, continue to ask those questions. God is not intimidated by your questions. He's not freaked out by your doubts or your skepticism about things, but continue to pursue that. Jesus will use that to show himself to you by asking questions. God can reveal who he is to you, and so uh, you'll find out that he's a, love of, uh, a God of love, uh, a God who forgives, a God who has a purpose for your life, and so I want to encourage you. Uh, let those questions drive you towards Jesus. Jesus said this. He said, come to me all of you who are weary and heavy burdened and I will give you rest. My yoke is light. My yoke is I just want you to love God and to love people and that burden, that worries, those concerns that you have will begin to melt away in, in, in the presence of a God that loves you so much. And so just encourage you. Let that bring, to, bring you to Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us.